Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode whatever hell the number episode this is of Unscripted. I am Bill Petrie here as always with my good pal Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's always it's always good to see when preparation meets hard work. It is. It's also good when to see when chocolate meets peanut butter. So, no, it's good. It's good. You doing well? I'm always doing well, and I assume you are the same, sir. I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really well. Things are good. It's a beautiful day in Ohio, and uh, yeah, fall is upon us. And fall is upon us. So, uh, do you have a topic? Do you want to start us off today, Kirby? Yeah. Or do you want me to go? No, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll give us. I'll get us started here. <clears throat> so here's an observation that I have noticed within our industry, and I'm curious. I've talked to several people about it, but I'm not sure if it's regional or national. So I think it'll be um, interesting to get feedback. But one of the things I've noticed, noticed a lot lately is turnover on the supplier side. Um, and, you know, we always talk about on you know from the distributor to the end user we talk about people buy from people they like know and trust um, and I think at least this is how we've sort of built it is I believe that that's the case from supplier to distributor as well and so I tend to and I think a lot of people tend to do business with those supplier reps those those suppliers that they like know and trust and when there's sort of um, a lot of turnover it, that that's challenging. It's challenging to you know who's our person, who do I go to if there's a uh, uh, if there's an issue, and I'm I can't decide. And this is I guess the the question I want to pose to you, Bill, is this turnover sort of a bad thing or is it just a sign of the industry evolving, growing, and just, you know is it a sign of good things but disguised as bad? Does that make sense? It, it does, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer it the best way I can. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily a good or bad thing. You know, there there is a lot of evolution in our industry right now, uh, very much on, on both the supplier and distributor side, and there is a lot of turnover. I think, and just like so many things in life, whether it's in the, your personal life or business life, so much of it, whether it's going to be good or bad, the, so an event happens, and then there's the how is it handled, the communication aspect of it, and that's what I think. So you, know, you touched on something. So if someone leaves a supplier that you do business with, if it's not communicated to you clearly, okay, Mr. X has left and has been replaced by Mrs. Y and Mr. Z, and they're going to serve these specific functions for you, that creates a lot of friction if it's not communicated properly. Mm -hmm, fair. You know, and so I agree with you 100% that let's say you're working with, uh, I don't know, Gemline. I'm just going to throw them out there. And you have a great relationship with the outside rep, and you have a great relationship with the inside rep because you need both, right? Right. So let's say the inside rep leaves and is replaced by someone equally as competent 
just as responsive. It was communicated properly. You may have had a great relationship with that inside rep, and you're going to miss them as a person and all that, but the machine moves forward. Right. It's not going to prevent you from buying from Gemline. It's just not. Right. Consequently, though, or conversely, I should say, if it's not communicated to you, if the person inside leaves and you send emails, they're not answered, they're not responded to, you make phone calls, so it says, oh, yeah, she left. Um, let me see who can help you. That's when you'll be like, you know what? There's about six other places I can get the same stuff. I'm out. Right. Well, so I, to me, it's how, to me, and I don't know if I'm answering your question. So actually, you are. yeah, it's really good. Okay. So I, I think, I think it's how it's handled and, and most importantly, how it's communicated. Well, and I, again, it's anytime there's, you use the word friction and I think that's a good word because anytime there's change, there's at least some level of friction. Even if you take out uh, supplier rep A, who you like and go to supplier rep B, who you like, they do things different and um, there's going to be some level of that. But I, I guess, and I think that from my perspective, when that is happening with one supplier in your network of people you do business with, you can kind of go roll with the punches a little bit. And like you said, you know, hey, I can go to this other supplier if I need to, if I'm not getting answers. But I'm seeing it maybe, and maybe it, I'm an anomaly, but I feel like it's in a disproportionate amount of suppliers. And right this minute, you know, I, I am ha- having struggles with, I mean, there's a couple reps or a couple suppliers who I absolutely will not name, but I don't know who our rep is. Like, I, and they're people we do business with a lot. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I literally don't know if we have an outside rep or if that person, you know, like, and so those kind of things you just go, gosh, that can be detrimental to not only you know, their business with us, but frankly, I'm not probably servicing my clients as well either because of it. Yeah, I think you make a great point, Kirby. Great topic to start us off on. Do you mind if we move on to the next one? I would love it. I would love it. Okay. You know, it's been an interesting year so far, and as I was pulling together the Petri dish uh, for this past week uh, for Promo Kitchen, the must-read this week is the obituary on the loss of an industry titan in Jack Nadell. Mm-hmm. And we've lost a couple this year. And the other one that came to mind was Bill Schmidt Sr. from HIT. Right. And it put me in a little bit of a reflective mood as I was putting that together. And I was thinking, you know, it's a question I'd like to ask you, and then I will answer for myself. Because okay. um, those, those two people mentored so many in our industry Mm -hmm. so many who is your mentor in the promotional products industry and if you want me to answer while you think of your answer i will yeah no it's i i i will give you my honest answer i struggle with that um i have a lot of people who i admire i have a lot of people who i uh appreciate their input um and you know we could obviously you are among them. Um, and you well, think, obviously, yeah, right. Of course. Why? Uh, why do you think I asked the question? <laughs> um, and you know the, the the Mark Grams of the world are people that come to mind, and and Danny, who, you know Danny Rosen, who just got elected to the PPAI board, and there are a lot of them. The the person who yep. leaps to my mind, and I would tell you he's it, when he when he hears this, he's going to be like, really. 
because um, he and I have never had a discussion about this, but Paul Kiwi uh, is a person who uh-huh. I look up to and admire. I don't know that he has been uh, – Seth Godin actually talked about this when I interviewed him about the difference between heroes and mentors. So right. I, I would say that uh, Paul would fall under a hero rather than a mentor. Sure, but and I, and I uh, totally see that. Yeah, completely but, see that. but that, that that would that would probably be my best answer. How about you? You know, I'm I'm prepared to be shocked, okay. Kirby. Um, so yes, it, you know, there are heroes and there are mentors. So I I would absolutely put um, a Paul Kiwi in my hero category, no question. Mm-hmm. But I'd say my biggest mentor in the promotional products industry would be Mark Simon. Hmm, okay. And that, that will probably surprise quite a few people. Okay. Uh, knowing my background, obviously, sure. I worked at Halo for eight years and worked directly with Mark for yeah. all eight of those years, uh, starting with um, pre, pre-bankruptcy mm-hmm. um, and then through you know the, the initial stages of the bankruptcy process and then um, the emergence of the bankruptcy. Mm, yeah. And Mark is a, a definitely a mentor in the fact that he always challenged me, yeah. challenged my way of thinking, challenged my way of doing business, uh, called me on my bullshit when I needed to be called on my bullshit, yeah. w- which is excessively rare, I must tell you. <laughs> you, um, you have a long list of people who do that, right? That's uh, year one of them. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it, it, and, it, and honestly, after I left Halo, I, 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 had, I would say I was had bitterness towards Mark, but I, I struggled with Mark and I's relationship. Um, I had a hard time realizing how how much he impacted me until probably a couple of years ago, and then I reached out to him and, and, and just uh, said, "Hey, thank you." Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for helping me. And, and, and it was a great exchange we had. So I would say Mark Simon's probably my mentor, but I, there's others too. Danny Rosen comes to mind. Mark Graham comes to mind. I, I'd say you come to mind. Um, I'd say even uh, Dana, uh, Dana Zezzo comes yeah, to mind for me. Yeah. Uh, Rick, and, and then the one I would also mention is Rick Green. Rick Green has always yeah. been uh, a kind of a, a good uh, mentor for me as well. So I just thought kind of a, a nice reflective thing to do as we um, as we kind of reflect on you know people who are you know, getting a little older in our industry and, and unfortunately passing away yeah no Rick Green is a good one and then you know it's funny sorry just to, to bounce back if I'm really being uh, reflective because again like you said this was a topic I just now heard about I, my dad um, would be one. He was probably my first one in the industry because he taught me, um, you know, my father, for those who don't know, Rod, uh, worked with Shaw Barton for many years. And, and so he actually taught me um, a lot about the industry from, you know, really even growing up, uh, the, what he used to, you know, the business of signs. And um, so, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw him in as well. That's a good one. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Okay, so that's that was my initial topic for today. I've got, I've got another one we we must cover. So okay. I won't, but I won't do it now. Okay, well, but we, we must leave room for this one. Okay, well this one's pretty. I, I got one, but it's pretty easy. Okay, so we'll do a light one, and then we'll come back to yours. How about that? Uh, that's no, that's fine. I, and mine's light, so don't get me wrong. But before you go into it, okay, I think we would be remiss if we didn't say someone in the industry who's not light, someone who takes promotional products seriously. They have fun, but I think we should thank our our sponsor this week of Unscripted, don't you, Kirby? I think that's a great idea, Bill. Will you lead us on that? I, I will. You know, it's it's the good good people at Bay State, mm. and and honestly, they take themselves. 
they take their business very seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously. And I like that in a supplier. For sure. And especially one that yeah, and especially one that provides things an innovative line of healthcare, housewares, desk and office promotional products. And what I really I love a lot of things about Base State, but their website is so easy to get to. Yeah. It's basestate.com. So easy to remember, Kirby. I encourage everyone right now, put this little podcast on pause because I want you to focus on your Google machine and type in basestate.com <laughs> and peruse the quality promotional products that are available to you and available to your end user buyer. Kirby? It. Yep, that's good your stuff. Your turn. That's good stuff. All right. Well, hey, let's... Real quick, um, this so as I'm getting ready, and I know you are too, for the expo coming up in January, the PPAI Expo. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was trying to think about you know, I think one of the things I've learned is to do a better job of scheduling my time, um, and so it makes you think about the things that you schedule. What what are most important to you when you go to the expo? And so I just was curious what. And I guess I'm curious from our listeners' perspective if they'd give us feedback as well. What's your favorite part of Expo? What What is your can't miss of Expo? My can't miss of Expo. Um, well, can I tell you first thing, the one yeah. thing I can miss? Okay. The one thing I can miss is walking through the Excalibur and smelling the broken dreams that seem to reside there. <laughs> so I can I can always skip that. I yeah, can they, always they skip that. In, that. Yeah. Uh, so things I can't miss. Well, I, I think uh, it, it would be uh, disingenuous if I didn't say I, I would miss. I can't miss the promo kitchen party even yes. before I was involved with promo kitchen at the uh, uh, director chef level. I think the promo kitchen party is is great. Yes. I always look forward to the keynote uh, that PPAI brings to Expo. I think they do a great job. Uh, you know, Paul Bellantone and Rachel Robichaux and, and their team do such a fantastic job. They got Seth Godin last year, and I, I don't know who the keynote is this year. I don't believe it's been announced, but I'm sure it's going to be somebody fabulous. Yeah. That's usually a not-miss for me. Um, but I think just like everybody else, and, and everybody's probably waiting for me to say something like, yeah, hanging out at eye candy and destroying my liver. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I choose to destroy my liver at other places besides eye candy. Um, I think it's the networking. Mm. You know, I, I almost wonder if if the expo is turning less into a trade show and more in term in, in, into a convention. Yeah, where it's people getting together. So for me, and again, my role is a little different than yours, Kirby. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm consulting for people in the industry, and that's what I do. And so I generally don't spend a lot of time on the show floor, so I don't go looking at new products. I do, but I mean, the amount of time I spend on the show floor probably pales in comparison to what you do. Uh, how much time you spend on there. So I, the canvas the things for me, to recap, the, the promo kitchen party, uh, the keynote, uh, I always like to see the keynote. Um, and I, I always like it when it's somebody that challenges the way we think. Right. Uh, kind of a common theme in our show today. Um, but it, but it's really just the getting together with people I respect and the sharing of ideas. Yeah. And then I have some personal can't misses, right? I mean, okay. it, it's not even industry. or uh, You know, I have a... Rick Green and I will have a lunch every year, and it's something I look forward to every year. It's something Rick dreads every year, quite <laughs> frankly. But you know, 
That's his problem, not mine. What do you What do you look forward to? Oh, well, you know, one, one other thing, and I think the education too. I look forward to my role in the education in terms of, of I love that uh, I, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to get up and speak and people seem to respond to that. So I really enjoy that, that, that part of Expo as well. What about you? Yeah, no, I, it's, those are great. Um, I, um, I think it's my opinions have evolved as well for a long time. You know, I did the show floor. Um, and from my perspective, I think, and maybe it's just my role within my own company. Um, I, I still see value in that, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is the education. I think it's one of the places where, um, PPAI does a really nice job of putting together a lot of education like you. I, I, I do enjoy speaking, but honestly, that's a place where I think we as an industry do a better job than, than in any other place of putting together a lot of valuable classes regardless of where you are in your career. So uh, the PK party for sure, um, and this year's show is going to be really good, or the, this year's party is going to be great, so I hope people come to that. But um, yeah, the education, um, that's at this point in time, um, that's why I go to a lot of events, and I think PPAI does a nice job with that. Awesome. All right, man. What's the topic we have to get to? Well, again, I don't think we have to, but (laughs) I guess guess we have to now. Yeah, right. It's October as we record this. This will be the first Friday in October when this is released to the masses. Sure. Um, And this can be a quick quick hit one because I have other ones if we have, if we need to. Why is everything pumpkin spice, Kirby? <laughs> um, I've discussed this ad nauseum on my Facebook feed. And you know what? Hey, look. I love a good pumpkin spice. Okay. I was talking with a friend the other day, and we are talking about the superior how, – how pie is superior to cake. And it is. And that's a discussion for another day. But just go with me on this. Okay. Pie is superior than, to cake. And talking about favorite pies, and pumpkin pie is a great pie, right? It's a fabulous pie, and, and, and I know a lot of people like the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I understand the appeal. But when I stumble across pumpkin spice Pringles, when I stumble across pumpkin spice Oreos, when I stumble across pumpkin spice whipped cream at the local grocery store, don't you think we've gone a little bit overboard on the pumpkin spice thing? First of all, yes. And let me just tell you, I'm not a big pumpkin spice pumpkin fan, so I'm probably not the best wow. for this. But... Wow, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Kurt, I, am, I am embracing pumpkin spice, and Kirby is making fun of every single one of you who loves pumpkin yeah. spice. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, the observation I come away with is that you spend too much time at the grocery store. Uh, I mean, good lord, are you just going Here's up and down the aisles looking for pumpkins? You know, I don't, but I will tell you this. I do enjoy the grocery store. Okay. I love going to the grocery store because I get sucked in by all the packaging. I am fascinated by how much choice we really have. It can be the dead of winter, and we can get limes. This is a pretty amazing thing we live uh, era, era, era we live in. Sure. So I do like the grocery store, but... How could you not see everything pumpkin spice? I'm pretty sure that the next time I get, uh, I, I'm going to get uh, pumpkin spice cough drops if I get a cold this fall. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, the way that I avoid most of the pumpkin spice stuff is I go straight to the microbrew section. 
and okay. I, I I avoid the whipped cream section. So I well, hold, hold on, <laughs> now, now hold your horses there, beer man. I know because lots of there are plenty of pumpkin spice beers, and I used to like the pumpkin beer, and then last year. For six weeks, I did a, a journey of pumpkin spice or pumpkin in, uh, 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 pumpkin beer. Yeah. And honestly, man, I've had an asshole of that crap. I, I don't think I could have one if I wanted to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And I think it's like just about everything in our culture these days. Is the, the idea is, is if a little is good, then a lot must be better. And that's not always the case, my friend. It is not. It is not. Do you do you have another topic, or do we have time for one more? No, quick bring one? it. Bring bring okay. me a quick one. So you and I are both football fans. We yes. love the sport of football, yes. and, and we we do talk offline about football and, and all that. Yep. But I have a theory that okay. the NFL is killing the sport. Okay. One of the great things about football, and it has it over baseball, it has it over basketball, and over hockey, is limited supply. Yeah. There are 16 games in a, in a season for the majority of teams, and then there's a, a, a very quick playoff run. So it's a four to, it's a five-month season, essentially, five to six months. But now I've got a game every Thursday night. Yep. I've got... Games all day Sunday. I've got a game Sunday night, and now and I and I've got a game Monday night. So there's only a few nights a week where I don't have the option of watching NFL football. Right. And and every time I turn on a Thursday night game, which is very rare. Yep. First of all, they have those horrific color rush uniforms, which is a complete abomination to everything I stand for when it comes to uniform love. Okay. Um, and that's a conversation. Actually, we should write that down as a topic. We should talk about the crispness of the best uniforms in every sport. Yeah, I, I like think that's that. a good topic for us. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about here. But it's just there's so much football on. It's like I'm getting burnout. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I've read studies saying that the uh, the ratings are down. Um, and, you know, of course they attribute that to many different things. But, you know, the, the person that we both follow, Seth, Seth Godin talks about scarcity uh, breeds value. And to your point, they have decreased the scarcity. And so I, I'll be honest with you. I, as you know, I get on the treadmill every morning. I turn on Mike and Mike in the morning. And like they started talking about a football game last night. And I was like, there was a football game last night? Like, good Lord. And of course it's Monday night. So yeah, sure. But I, it is to the point where you're like, okay. There's a game every night, so it's losing its shine. I'm with you. Okay. So it's not just me. No, it's not, not just me. No, I, I'm with you. How are we doing time-wise? Are we done? I, I think we're about there, my friend. This was a good okay. one. I, it was fun, and um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm appreciating the feedback that we're getting because um, I think that's that makes it fun. When we, when we get feedback from the people who are listening, that's helpful to me. It's very helpful to me, and, and I love the feedback that we're getting. And you know who else would like some feedback, Kirby? The I'm good people at Bay State Special. <laughs> how did you know? Wow, how did you know that? Because they would love your feedback in terms of what products they're looking for in their 2017 catalog. And we have not discussed this with them, but I think they'd love your feedback. <laughs> so you can go right to baystate.com and let them know what you're looking for. In fact, give them feedback. What would make them a better supplier for you? How can they reduce friction in the buying process? How can they make it easier for you? So I look forward to 
I, I think we're probably about to have them fire us, Herbie, because of that last comment. <laughs> Hope not, because they're great people and they have a great line of healthcare and houseware items. And uh, again, you can visit them at basestate.com. Kirby, as always, it is the highlight of my day to have this time with you in chat. So thank you for taking the time. You bet, buddy. Hey, thanks again, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace out. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.